Well, that's a good way to start off our Live Till 5 program today. It's five minutes after three o'clock at KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. And you've probably already noticed that you're hearing a different voice to start Live Till 5 today. My name is Chris Harper, Jared Baldwin off island right now, visiting some family, just having a a good family time. His son and his daughter uh, being able to visit. Uh, I think they're in Kansas City. I don't know if they're there yet. Um, they should be there by now, visiting and uh, enjoying the Christmas season together. And so me and Sebastian are going to have to hold down the fort. I am here to help. It's here to help me today. <laughs> Lots of things to talk about. Pastor Heron actually helped us out with getting our theme for the day today, but it seems like a great Live Till 5 theme, which is Christmas traditions. So I want to tell you about something that I did just before the program started to give you the opportunity to participate in the show. If you want to go to facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio, facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio, you can see that we've put a post up there for you to leave us your favorite Christmas traditions, and we can talk about uh, those on the air. Maybe it's something that we do ourselves and our families or something that we can at least discuss on the program today. And uh, I'm glad to have joining me Sebastian Basildua and also Lawrence Nagengast as well. We got some new chairs up here, huh, Chris? It's not a new, it's actually not a new chair. I think the little <laughs> pin is pulled out from the bottom. Oh, maybe that's that, it. That locks it in place. I, I thought I was headed over. I thought no, I sat no, into this no, thing no. and I leaned back and I thought I was a goner. No, 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 we didn't change anything. Oh, good. Okay. It's just, uh, that's the way, I guess. I Probably my kids were up we're here. We're set now. Yeah, who and knows? played with it. Who that knows? Yeah, that, that would be an option. So the theme today is going to be Christmas traditions. Nice. And we're going to talk about those a little bit today, giving uh, folks the opportunity to go to facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio and comment on our post, our most recent post there. If, if you just search for Harvest Family Radio, by the way, on Facebook, um, you can uh, find our page and then comment on that post about your favorite Christmas traditions. Uh, Lawrence, if you check under the table here, those, uh, those headphones should be there. Uh, things are a little bit different today because I was trying to get things out of the way for one of the shows we were doing. But, uh, so the studio is a little bit different uh, today. I've moved some things around. But hopefully on today's program, we can do it justice. I was talking to um, Sebastian just a little bit earlier about doing this show and filling in for Jared. And I have to say that I realize each time I fill in that my mind must be very different than Jared's mind. That was, it seems like not, not yeah, something I don't I know if you're going to find a whole lot of people that have Jared's but, mind. <laughs> but when I think about doing a show in this manner, that's sort of, it's a, it's a little bit of a show about nothing. It's sort of like Seinfeld was a show about nothing. <laughs> yeah. This is sort of a show about nothing, too. It can too. be aimless some yeah. days, yeah. for sure. It can be aimless, and I, I have a hard time thinking in that manner, like the show I do earlier. Uh, that <laughs> very I just purposeful. Did a couple, yeah, very purposeful. What, what we have is we have a theme for the day. So I, I went ahead and tried to do it a little bit my way, where we've got the, the, um, 
the Christmas traditions sure. stories, uh-huh. Christmas around Christmas traditions from around the world, and I yep. actually found some really cool stuff there. But then I also found something else because I don't have his idioms book. He didn't give me his idioms book. Oh, that's book. A, yeah, it's locked away. So, yes, I don't know where that is, but I found a famous idioms uh, website that has um, not only commonly used idioms, but it's claiming that these are the most useful idioms, meaning they're not just sort of a turn of phrase. These you can actually use, and they actually, you know, are effective in helping you communicate with people. So I found a list of those as well. But we we also want to do um, some other things. Now, what what, uh, Jared would usually do at this time of the program is let you know how you can hear us in other ways. Uh, One of the ways is by going to khmg.org and clicking on the Listen tab. If you're on mobile, um, you'll just see a menu button, and you can click that and click on Listen. And it works very well in mobile right from the website to listen to our program. You can also listen via the TuneIn app. A lot of people do that because uh, when it's down, we get phone calls. And, um, And so a lot of people do listen in that way as well. And then as soon as the show is done... I go ahead and edit down the program and post it via our SoundCloud account on Facebook. So if for some reason you miss a part of this program, you can download that. By the time I edit out the breaks, it's about an hour and a half, maybe just a little bit over an hour and a half long. So it gives you the opportunity to uh, listen to it straight through and uh, hear about on today's program, Christmas traditions. Lawrence, how far are you along on the uh, the this day in history. Oh, I'm ready. ready to, oh, yeah. Ready to roll on yeah, this day in we history. Could, we could roll some It's a little out bit here. out of order. Yeah, but that's okay. But let's start with your that's okay. uh, this day in history. Well, I'm, I'm really glad today in this day of history where we've reached our break. We've reached our Christmas break. I know a lot of staff are, are heading out tomorrow, some even tonight, more kids tonight, um, traveling more locally, whether it be to China. Locally is really <laughs> relative out here. Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah Pacific Rim, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Eastern Asia. Um, but then I know a lot of staff head out tomorrow to head back to their their uh, families and and uh, so this day in history, uh, I'm thankful that we are halfway down, uh, halfway through the year. We're halfway um, to another school year being finalized in May, and uh, I know the seniors at this point on uh, sometimes begins to get a little bit more sentimental. I guess at the beginning it's just you know I'm a senior, but now it's kind of like. We're seniors, but we're also halfway done. We're, we're on the, the downward side of the hill. So uh, for many reasons, I'm thankful we've made it to this point uh, in the year. And uh, so that's my first this day in history is today. Um, but then we'll go back to 1497 uh, with the Portuguese navigator Vasco da Gama, his first European to sail along Africa's east coast, names it Natal or Natal. Um, but he's got kind of an interesting story because initially – uh, the idea is we've been traveling east to go east. In other words, whether it be through the Mediterranean Sea and then they, you know, maybe traipse across the Sinai Peninsula to the Red Sea and head over to India that way or Chinese or the Silk Road, you might stay on land the whole time. The problem was you had the Middle East with a monopoly on trade routes because it all kind of went through there. Yeah. So what they'd be able to do is is become the middleman between a lot of Chinese and Indian materials, spices, silk, all those things, and Europe 
would be the ultimate goal of where it needed to end. The problem was India and Chinese people at that time, it was so prevalent or so available, the cost or the 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 uniqueness, the value of these things wasn't a big deal to them. I mean, yes, it was nice stuff, but they weren't necessarily thinking, wow, this silk is is very expensive stuff. They had it. It was it was right. great. The Europeans and Middle Eastern people valued it much higher. And the problem was is the Middle Easterns knew the Europeans did. So all that to say, they drove the price way up and they made a lot of money or or the trades were good for them. So Europe's like, enough is enough. We're going to find our other route, which is what led to sailing south to go east and eventually sailing west to go east as the world is round. So Vasco da Gama. After all that, all I... It's really sad that all I could, you you did this whole tapestry of history, <laughs> and all I can think of is that Vasco da Gama is a football club in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, the guy. Yeah, they have a very sought after uh, football jersey that I've really? seen online, and it's really expensive. Yeah, really, because like of the design. Pounds. Yeah, if you buy it, buy it from the the. That's like two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like two hundred bucks. Wow. So uh, is that's, it, that's is it all the I can think colors of. Colors or what time. makes it expensive? It, it's just it's a it's a famous club and oh, they have okay. kind of all a right. famous crest. Okay, and then I I think I think it's red and then they have black and white stripes. Anyway, mm. I, I think that's how it looks. But this this is all I can think of. You're, yeah, you're okay. giving me all this historical <laughs> context. That's okay. that's I'll finish that. I'll finish that thought by saying when Vasco da Gama was sailing south, he didn't necessarily know where Africa would exactly end. And what really happened is is they got into a storm, and then at the end of the storm, after 11, 12 days of storm, they were going the same direction it felt because the land was on the opposite side, or on the same side, but they were headed a different direction according to the compass. They were heading north. So the reason why we have the Cape of Good Hope is because that's what Degama named it, is because it was hopeful. It was they, they went around the bottom of Africa, and then they went back home, and then later they went to India. Anyways... 1653, Parliament General Oliver Cromwell appointed as Lord Protector of England. This guy uh, was beloved so much of England. It, it'd be kind of like having a number of presidents in America who were there simply out of, because they were the part of the family. It'd be yeah. like if we had King or Queen. They're not real great as far as the people are thinking. Yes. I mean, the people just are, eh, they don't love what they've done. They get into a conflict Certain side goes with the general, the military general. The certain group goes and stays with the king. The general ends up winning. And then they said, eh, enough with the king and queens. Let's just have him be our lord protector is what they gave him the title of instead of having a king or queen. The problem was is what to do after he dies. Right. Do we allow him to start a new reign and have his son be a leader? Or do we go and reinstate the king line that we had before him? And that's what they're going to do because they didn't feel comfortable having Oliver Cromwell's line become what was the leadership or the king kingship of England. So they went back to Charles II, Edward II, so on and so forth. 1907, as a gesture of the U.S.'s new presence as a world power, President Theodore Roosevelt sends to the U.S. battle fleet on a round-the-world cruise, visiting ports internationally. They actually came. It was the Great White Fleet, is what it was called. Uh, basically, the ships were painted white. And uh, does anybody know his theme uh, or his motto, I guess, if you will, to the world? Uh, it starts with speak. But, speak uh, softly, carry a big stick. Yeah. And yeah. This, was, this was America's big stick yes. that he was going to show to the world by sending a great white fleet around. And then you had the dollar diplomacy. 
with um, Taft, and then you had the moral diplomacy is what it was called with uh, Woodrow Wilson. Um, each of them had the flaws in them, but uh, Woodrow was the one that ended up being the president during the war. 1913, Charlie Chaplin began his film career at Keystone for $150 a week. Wow. That is actually decent money back then, Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'd look at that and be like, that's not survivable. But uh, 1913, that, that's not bad. That's right at the beginning of the war, World War I. Uh, 1918, Jack Dempsey KOs Carl Morris in 14 seconds. That would be a disappointing fight to pay a lot of money for probably back in that day to go then and watch a 14-second fight. But uh, There are fights that last that long now, though, if you get um, sometimes the big upset happens yeah. right in that first yeah, round. Yeah, absolutely. It's a chance you always take in a fight. Right. That's why those 12-round fights, bouts, if you will, yeah. are so you know interesting. They yeah. just go a long time. Those yeah, guys yeah. are out there forever. 1924, Hiram Bingham is elected as a Republican to serve in the U.S. Senate, forcing him to resign as governor of Connecticut after only serving one day in office. Wow. The shortest term in any Connecticut governor. I'd say one day is, uh, that's hard to beat. I don't, I don't know if we're going to have yeah. uh, a shorter term in any office. Maybe there was, but at least it's for a decent reason. He was elected to a higher office, if you will, a Senate governor. I, those are pretty bold. I don't know. I'd rather be governor. Right? Yeah, I think so, too. I think you'd have a little bit more say in your, in your state, at least. Um, let's see here. 1950, U.S. President Harry Truman proclaimed state of emergency against communist imperialism. Uh, that was always an interesting time. Obviously, it leads to the Cold War over the next few years. Um, 1953, first White House press conference was with Eisenhower and 161 reporters. You know why that's interesting today? Hmm. Because the chief of staff of Donald Trump has been talking about today maybe switching up the idea of having a press corps in the White House hmm. full-time. And, and of keeping course, it at the Capitol or keeping it? Uh, he didn't say what the details were. Um, this is Reince Priebus, who used to be the, the Republican, um, the chairman of the Republican Party, who's now going to be the Trump chief of staff, but he, of course, I, I follow a lot of journalists, and journalists are pretty up in arms about the idea of them mixing up this idea of having a White House press corps, and they they even talked about maybe they would pick and choose who would get to be in it hmm. to a greater degree than they used to. They have a whole system, uh, years and years and years, probably all the way back to 1952, of wow. tradition, and uh, he just blew that apart today, literally. This just happened, I, mean, I guess it was yesterday yeah, in the yesterday States, in but the really, States. really, um, just within a day, uh, this has been talked about being wow. changed up. So we're talking um, roughly 63 years later, Yep, where we're looking at maybe going back or at least changing it up a little bit. Yep. Uh, 1962, uh, the film Lawrence of Arabia, based on the title Life of T.E. Lawrence, premieres, um, that was again in 1962. I just watched a document. I sound like Jared now. I just hey, watched see, a documentary so bad. about about Lawrence of Arabia mm -hmm. and about uh, a number of. Um, basically, it was all about um, the history of Israel and the history of Britain and the different things that happened when the state of Israel was being formed, and they went back to the, yeah. you know, the Arab connections to. Um, Britain and Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, that was, was intense discussed. times there. Yeah, um, for Amazing. everybody kind of involved in, and it's it was prophecy. I mean, yeah, th th there'd be a state of Israel again, and 
the late 1940s, early 50s, there was. Miraculous yeah. stuff that yeah. happened to you. Yeah, it should never happen. Should have never stuff. happened, obviously, if you logically look at history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 1995, the official adoption of the name Euro. Uh, it'll obviously be now with the Euro dollar, the Euro, uh, you know, all sorts of things in, in um, Europe. 1997, President Clinton names his Labrador retriever Buddy. Uh, for those of you wondering when it happened, today. <laughs> wow, that's great. Today. I don't know if he just got... I just don't know if he got um, the dog, you know, today maybe and named it Buddy. I don't know. 2012 Corinthians, uh, which I believe is a, another a Brazilian club. Yes. Brazilian, uh, a, a very sought-after jersey as well. By yes. the way, I pulled up the jersey. Oh, that's cool. Wow. And, and it's that's got, a lot going on. It's about Vasco da Gama, and it's got – that's the, that's the um, oh, logo. So it is about him. Yeah, so okay. the logo has a ship – and the sort of the the cross. What do you call that? It's like a yeah the the um, a Portuguese cross, I yeah, believe, is what the that red is. cross is on there. And anyway, it's a it's. A, I just know that if you go try to buy this on one of the websites, it's going to be like hundred and fifty yeah. pounds. Yeah, Corinthians. Sterling. My roommates in college were from Brazil. Yeah, good soccer players actually, and uh, we're huge fans of the Corinthians. Yep. Um, but they defeated Chelsea one to nothing to win the 2012 FIFA uh, Club. Club World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. That's going on right now. The final yeah. is coming up in a few weeks. Four years ago. Yeah. And that's okay. why. It's the next yeah. one. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, and then James Winston plays for, anybody know? I don't know that name. Oh, he's he <laughs> was the Florida State. Um, he was the Florida State quarterback, sorry, three years ago uh, when he won the Heisman. Now he plays for Tampa Bay. Tampa oh, Bay Buccaneers. Okay. But James Winston won the uh, Heisman Trophy Award. Lamar Jackson just won it this week. Uh, I believe is the beginning of this week. Louisville uh, quarterback, really uh, kind of a primetime showstopper um, until the last couple weeks of the season. Things got a little bit rough, but not necessarily his fault. But he he was just did it all for the team. They had and, him on uh, SRN News thanking his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as well. Um, yeah, that, that was on this week on SRN News. Yeah, yeah. So he he uh, <laughs> the other thing I saw about that very different from what you just mentioned, but basically. Everybody was kind of commenting on how he was dressed, which was very, you know, studly, if you will. He had the red jacket, the red blazer, <laughs> oh, red and, yeah. and, the, and the white shirt and the, and the black pants. And then he had loafers with no socks. Yes. I don't have a problem with that. I know socks are kind of an in, in or out thing right now. It's either no socks or kind of crazy socks. Or, or, right. Or, uh, not unique socks. But there were, <laughs> they did this one uh, clip on ESPN about how one of the guys, Heisman winners on the stage, all he kept looking at was his ankles. The whole time he was up there shaking all their hands, he just kept watching, like, couldn't believe he wasn't wearing socks. It was like a disrespectful yeah, thing to I the guess. other guys. I don't know. what he, yeah. The guy looking at him had to be no more than, you know, in his late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it was pretty um, It was pretty funny. So that's this day in history. Um, yeah. You know, good day. We should, uh, we should probably take a break, but uh, it's always fun to have this day in history. Are you going to hang around, Lawrence? Yeah, I'll you? be here. I'll be all here right. for a while. And uh, then you'll be filling in two weeks from now. Right, right, the 30th. I should mention that next week we'll probably be having a, um, what would you call it, a rebroadcast. Yeah, a rebroadcast of an of a oldie but goodie. Right. I'm going to be off island for about a week, and then uh, I'll be back. And uh, Lawrence will be here on the 30th, the 30th and I'll be yeah. back then as mm -hmm. well. So I'll be on the show that day, too. Whoops. Sure. I just uh, did something and hit a uh, screen. I shouldn't have. <laughs> I'd, have. I'd have panicked a lot harder than you just did. <laughs> no. I'd have been like, oh, my goodness. No, uh, yeah. Sometimes when you hit the wrong button on the computer. Yeah. 
you can. Uh, I got something happening here on the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that's playing from. I hope you're enjoying that. That's hey, a, that's some great music. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll go out on that, I guess. <laughs> We're gonna play this music, then we'll figure out where it's actually coming from. Yeah, get some Christmas stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to Live Till Five this afternoon. Once again, you can uh, leave your Christmas tradition on um, Facebook if you go to facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio. Facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio. Thanks for listening. Starting every segment with some Christmas music today on Live Till 5. It's just about 3.30. If you're listening to the rebroadcast on Saturday or Sunday, it'll be a different time of the day for you, obviously. (laughs) Thanks for listening, though, wherever you're listening and however you're listening to Live Till 5. Hearing a different voice hosting this program today because... Jared Baldwin is off island at this time. And so it's Chris Harper here with you and also Sebastian and Lawrence Nagengast are with me. And we're talking about on today's program, Christmas traditions. Of course, we're giving you the opportunity as well to participate in today's show because on our Facebook page, we just posted a comment a little bit earlier today asking, what are your favorite Christmas traditions and I'm trying to check to see if anybody's got in touch with us on that and uh, I don't see I don't necessarily see anything yet but what are your favorite Christmas traditions you can go to facebook.com forward slash harvest family radio facebook.com forward slash harvest family radio and our verse of the week is at the top of the page but then if you scroll down you will see that question i just said that we're talking christmas traditions today post your favorite christmas traditions here and we'll hopefully read them discuss them a little bit on the air now i was talking to uh, jared about this the other day before he left and that was that um or actually you know what i think i was talking to pastor heron now that i think about it just a couple of days ago uh sebastian i think you're in the room for this as well but um i was talking about how People begin to ask you after you get married and you've been married a few years, they start to ask you, well, what do you do for Christmas traditions? And uh, after we were first married, I kept saying, boy, I don't I don't know. I don't think we have any Christmas traditions. And you, you struggle to figure out whether or not you actually have any <laughs> traditions or there's thing you do. And then you think about, well, maybe we should get some, mm-hmm. you know, and you try to figure out what should we do for our Christmas traditions. But then after a few more years go by, you realize you do have traditions that you didn't realize 
Or like you weren't trying to develop the right. traditions. Right. They just you just did it. But every then it's year. almost uncomfortable uncomfortable if you don't do what you've been doing. Right. It's almost the tradition of doing nothing purposefully. Right. Yeah. And that becomes a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is if you don't open gifts on Christmas Eve, if you try to start doing that, even though it's just not been a thing for you, that yeah. becomes whoa, that's uh, unusual. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 a it's something that the kids, at least I I have five kids, um, ten and under, and um, it's something that the kids catch on to the tradition that you have, and they won't let you let it go. Like uh, you say, well, maybe we'll do something different this year, and then. You know, you've got the groans of no, we do that every year, and we've we've got to do that again, and and so we've got that. We've got one uh, that my wife makes. What's called overnight French toast. Oh, have you had overnight French well, toast? Well, I just like French toast. Okay, well, I'll tell you what <laughs> happens here. She's, she's <laughs> give me the rundown, Chris. She, she soaks it in some sort of a Ikes. a a sugary glaze. Of course. Of course. And uh, you know it's it's all in one pan, mm-hmm. and overnight it soaks in this oh, yeah. this sugary goodness, wonderful glaze. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, and the problem is is that you can't make enough of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, that's that's the thing. So I mean, yeah, it's so amazing that you just say, "I'm just going to eat this <laughs> and as else. much as I can possibly <laughs> eat." And then, you know, with seven people in the house. Yeah, I'm thankful for how our morning starts off on Christmas. We don't cook or bake, in this case, yeah. like that on a continual basis. Because you're right. The things that we end up making are so good and yeah. tasty. And honestly, I think half of it's because you know it's Christmas, which is a fun day, an exciting time, no matter what age you are. It's it's not something you do throughout the year. So the whole, the whole you know, kit and caboodle here kind of, kind of help it become really special and even probably add some extra good taste to it, if you will, yeah. um, because it is unique. Yeah. It's a unique time. What, and what happened with this was, is my wife said, to, um, uh, the kids were saying, this was a few years ago, the kids were saying, um, okay, we'll get, up some, uh, we'll get up Christmas morning and we'll have our overnight French toast. And then my wife would say, oh, are we, are we doing that again? Yeah. You know, and then it oh, would yeah. be like, yeah. If it goes once and it goes that. right, <laughs> yeah. it's in. Yeah. It is yeah. in. And then this year, <laughs> same deal. Last night, uh, my daughter says, okay, well, we're going to get up Christmas morning, and then we're going to have our overnight French toast. And it's like, are we doing that again? Oh, man. I like, know. Yeah, we're doing it again. Those traditions, so, good traditions so, die yeah. hard. That is for yeah. sure. So what What about you guys? What, uh, uh, Sebastian, what, what about a tradition at your okay. house in the past? Well, you know, I'm... Uh, in the past, you know, we'd always just kind of open up a present at midnight, you know, and uh, yeah. it would be a present of my, you know, mother's choosing because she doesn't want to give away, you know, the best right. one at night. And so, you know, sometimes if it was a game, we would, you know, whip that out and play that or maybe a movie, you know, watch it. But, uh, yeah, now that I'm here, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, come up with some traditions. <laughs> Single you know? guy traditions. And, yeah, and so that's the thing. I was yeah. like, you know what, I want to take, like, kind of an awkward photo of just myself. Right. And just send it out that, to family and friends. And that's a like, common thing for you, I think. I know. We have to limit that to just, Christmas tradition. Yeah. Well, and then just send out Christmas <laughs> cards to family and friends and be like, happy birthday from Sebastian. Happy family. birthday. <laughs> or, first, yeah, happy Christmas. birthday, Jesus. <laughs> from, uh, or a classic uh, Merry Christmas. Or Merry Christmas. I Pretty unused to, phrase these time little, of year. But little, if uh, it happens to coincide with their birthday. Yeah, maybe it's. Maybe it could be a happy birthday. With a picture of me. 
you, you know? <laughs> With a picture of me. Oh, uh, yeah. Merry Christmas, okay? I'm sorry. No, I it's okay. Laughing, I was laughing at you today with you not even being here because oh. I said we've we you've you've put the you've posted the pictures of yourself around the radio station oh yeah yeah. i'm revealing this uh secret to the listeners okay. yeah you've posted pictures of yourself around the radio station <laughs> and then we thought okay that's funny the joke's over now and we've actually tried to take those down only to you putting them back up and actually acting sort of in annoyed di- in different it. locations like, or in the same hey, ones. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Who took them? Down? Did someone take them down? Yeah, we, we. Well, we've tried to take them down before, but somehow that one ended up on the on the mirror on the mirror again. <laughs> oh, you know what? Honestly, I think I have like a fan or something because I don't really put them back. Oh, up, you didn't so. put that back up. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, somebody wants Sebastian's image <laughs> around the station. Now Jared would say, "Ladies, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ladies." Maybe there's some ladies that's come by and put them back up. So you need a tradition. Yeah. So what we yeah. need then is to implore listeners to, uh, what what if they did this? What if they suggested a tradition for you? Yeah. And you could consider it as a potential. I will. Tradition. And, then, and then when we get to the new year, you can kind of give it a a rating or or you know how sure. it worked for you. A, a, yeah, a, I could do that. A reflection on the day. <laughs> I sure. would be down, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's a good idea. You we'll can do that. In. You can do that on our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> Leave your tradition, potential tradition for Sebastian. Potential. There you yeah. go. Well, uh, I guess I could share some of what was done while while I grew up and then some of the ones that have been adapted or adopted to to what I do now. Uh one of the best ones, first of all, on Christmas Eve. We'd usually unwrap one gift. It wasn't always midnight. It was before then. But my parents, for whatever reason, because they just lived relatively busy lives up until this point, pretty much Christmas Eve into the night was the time they did a lot of the wrapping. Yes. Setting of the table for the breakfast, brunch. I mean, just all those sorts of things happened that night. So I would go to bed with them out there. Oh, yeah. Scurrying around. Yep. I'd wake up with them out there. You know, and uh, now it's obviously morning. So to me, growing up, I was like, my parents just all night are here, stayed up all preparing night, preparing Christmas for me. This is awesome. And maybe they did. They, they might have not yeah. some nights, who, yeah. depending on the year. Like if you're building a bike or whatever. Yeah. I've done who that knows? Before who stuff. knows yeah. what uh, what tasks yeah. parents uh, yeah. put for themselves the night I've, before I've Christmas? I've set up a train around the the, the night before the, the night before around wow. the Christmas tree, and that took me a long yeah. time. Your I've kids get, are getting uh, they've been at a fun age, but you're definitely yeah. all of all five are uh, at a pretty fun age right now because yeah. they all get Christmas, they all get gifts, uh, they all understand. But I mean, yeah. get I mean understand. And it's a it's uh, that's a late pretty night. fun. It's yeah. usually a late. Night. I know, and the more kids you have, the more wrapping there is. Oh, that's yeah. what I realized. Yeah. When I was a young young kid, there's only three of us. Wasn't quite as much as when there was five. So, uh, but anyways, then in the morning we had to stay in our room, not in our bed, but in our room. So we'd be like at the doorway. Yes. Obviously, as you get older and, and cooler in high school, yeah, eh, I'm gonna sleep through this. I don't need to run out there like the young kids. But when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah, my dad would play the Chipmunks Christmas, and until the Chipmunks are singing, you can't oh, come out. Yeah. You, you got to stay in your bedroom. Yep. It meant Christmas was ready. Yeah. So we we were a huge stocking family. And that's one of the traditions me and Lindsay still have, uh, our stockings. And uh, it becomes all the small trinket gifts that, you know, you could wrap, but it's easier to just throw in a stocking. We do that, and then my grandparents would come over. We'd have breakfast. The French toast bake, whatever name it's called, delicious French toast bake, was made. There's some sort of egg quiche or whatever was made. And then my favorite thing we still do now 
is is little smokies wrapped in bacon oh, yeah. with brown sugar. So those are the three main dishes that and you know, grapefruit actually we'd cut grapefruit up. Okay. Uh that was sometimes some years. But out here, my wife basically still prepares the same size breakfast like we're feeding ten. And then we just eat the leftovers because they're so good. Oh yeah. For a good week to ten days. Yeah. And I have no complaints. It's fantastic. I wake up excited every day, almost like it's Christmas. Uh, and then we'd, of course, do presents. So those are kind of the traditions that, that we had yeah. between the, the chipmunk song and the breakfast food we ate and the stockings. Uh, those would kind of be the, main, the yeah. main gist. And then we'd always, growing up, go to my aunt and uncle's house at 2. Uh, oh, okay. At 2 o'clock for our big uh, extended family Christmas okay. party. Yeah, now so. all of the, uh, pretty much everything you mentioned, either <laughs> if I didn't do them, I heard, you know, yeah, I knew people one. that did them. Sure. And then I, the one thing that resonated there was the chipmunks yeah. thing because we had a chipmunks record. Oh, yeah. And we we didn't have that, but player. I know what you're talking about. And we had the record player. And I remember what I would do is I would play that over and over. <laughs> and then I remember people getting irritated about this because I would play it over yeah, and over. I wonder why. Just when I was a kid, pretty much. And yeah. then I would say, let's play this again. And I would play it again. And oh, then yeah. people would just, just be angry. I know. But the Little Smokies, I don't remember my mom always doing that, but, but I remember she when it. she did it. Oh, of course. We liked it. Of course. You know, yeah. That was a great it's thing. It's a delicious uh, treat. So set this uh, piece of audio up, uh, Sebastian. You went around and talked to people around <laughs> campus about their traditions. Yeah, I just um, I, I went around and I had my microphone. I just asked some people, you know, like, hey, what are some uh, some Christmas traditions you like to do? And um, got a got a couple responses in there. Uh, you know, some people are radio shy, but uh, yeah, we got something we got something here for you. So okay, so let's hear from some other folks around Harvest Ministries that uh, want to tell us about their favorite Christmas traditions. A fun family tradition we do um, in my family is Christmas Eve. We all open one present, and it's usually pajamas. It's pretty awesome. Christmas caroling. Um, the family would go Christmas caroling to multiple houses of people with maybe a need or elderly, and they would just go and sing to them. The only tradition we, we do is that my mom makes chitlins, which are pig intestines, and we make fresh coleslaw and eat them with hot sauce. That, I've never heard of that. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Maybe, I don't know, I have to try it for myself. Do you like it? It's an acquired taste. When my kids were young, we would wake up in the morning, Christmas Day, but before they opened their gifts, we would read Luke 2, and then, yeah, pray, have breakfast, and then open the gifts that their grandparents uh, sent, and we video them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And send a video to the grandparents in the States. Family Christmas tradition. Oh, man, well, when I was a, a little kid uh, with my family, we always woke up my parents at around six o'clock in the morning and drag them, drag their carcasses out of bed. But before that, around two or three in the morning, my brothers and I, I was the youngest of three brothers, my brothers and I, we'd go do our scouting report. And so after mom and dad put all the, all the presents under, we'd go out, we'd shake everything and hopefully not break any stuff. But, you know, we just did our, you know, see where they didn't quite do their good tape job. Um, and now as I'm a parent and I've got children of my own, I'm like, kids, just sleep in. We'll open presents when I'm good and ready for it. Um, but now I finally have uh, enough of the little ones at the house where we're getting up nice and early. We're going to rip those presents open. The, the modern era now is where, you, of course, we FaceTime the family so that they can watch their kids open, their, their grandkids open presents via satellite um, live from Guam. Uh, we're opening up our presents. And then 
we always like to go down to Christmas. <laughs> we like to go down to Christmas. We like to go. Do we like Christmas? Do you like Christmas? We like to go down to the beach and read the Christmas story together, uh, Luke 2, and, and just keep things simple and fun. One of the things my family always does every Christmas is we watch a Christmas story every year. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, we Sometimes we just read the Bible story of how Christ was born so we can tell others about it. And if they don't know about Christ, then it's a good time to learn at Christmas. Okay. Well, we have fun. And we spend time with each other for a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I liked the uh, telling <laughs> others about Jesus. That was good. And then, hey, we have fun. Yeah. What's what's better than that? Having fun on Christmas. Fun with the family. So that yeah. is that is good. Well, thanks for doing that, Sebastian. And yeah. got a little more uh, thought process on Christmas traditions. I know you have some. If there's one in particular you want to point out for us, uh, just go to facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio and leave us your uh, Christmas tradition. And uh, we'd love to mention that on the air. We should probably take a break now. It's about 15 minutes ahead of 4 o'clock. Jared Baldwin, your normal host for the program, is actually off island right now and uh, having uh, some enjoyable time with his family at this point. And so we're uh, bringing you live till 5 today, talking Christmas traditions. And we'll be back in just a few moments. I saw three ships on Christmas Day. I know that on last week's show, uh, Jared Baldwin talked about the origins and the history of this song. Certainly a traditional Christmas song. But uh, if you don't Google it, you may be terribly confused. Because who knows what in the world they're talking about. They saw three ships on Christmas Day, and you think to yourself, I never saw three ships. I actually, Yeah, I actually think it's referring to... Uh camels in the desert because they right. sometimes be referred to as ships yes strangely yeah yeah that's one of the theories right there's there's several theories yeah. that go along yeah. with this and um who knows what is right but but uh, definitely a traditional christmas song you've probably noticed that you're listening to a different voice other than your regular host jared baldwin my name is chris harper i'm filling in today for jared and we've been talking about christmas traditions and uh, leaving it open for you to come to uh, facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio or just search for Harvest Family Radio on Facebook. And uh, one of our posts there is about Christmas traditions. And you can leave your comment on that post and tell us what your favorite Christmas tradition would be. Uh, I have to mention something because I'm actually going to be off island here uh, over Christmas. A very unexpected trip, but my dad is not in good health. But I'm remembering something from 
uh, my growing up years, and that is something that probably Sebastian won't identify with necessarily, <laughs> but um, my dad would use a, an, I think it's an 8 millimeter or a 16 millimeter uh, movie film oh. camera, and he would film us opening our presents with this huge light. And the thing that I remember is opening my presents out in front of the Christmas tree and looking back at my dad, and my dad would be in the other, sort of in the other part of the room and shining this huge light down on us to take, uh, you know, home movies, they would call it, home movies of us opening presents on Christmas Day. So my dad is not in good health right now, and uh, that's why I'm going home, unexpected trip home, uh, not even with my family, just on my own. But um, he's not going to be this year with the movie camera. And I was just telling Sebastian, too, it's been at least... At least 13 years since I've been home during a Christmas. By home, I mean our home is here on Guam, but by I mean my hometown, Spokane, Washington, is where I'm going to visit. And uh, it's been at least 13 years since I've actually been there for Christmas. Uh, Usually we're always spending Christmas uh, by ourselves because we've lived far away from our family for all the years we've been married so anyway, that's just a Christmas uh, thought that I had about traditions and things I remember. What about you, Sebastian? I know you had some stories to relate here. Yeah, this is, you know, wintertime, uh, you know, people shoveling driveways, you know, trying to make a little extra money. And where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in northern Illinois. Right, right. And um, it's about two hours from Chicago. And, uh, you know, you usually try to do some, some snow shoveling, gain a little extra money. You know, maybe you can buy Christmas presents for other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, uh, for me specifically, I was working so I can gain some money to, to put towards my school bill so I could go back the next semester. Right. And um, so uh, there was a job opportunity going out to the uh, kind of a, um, a community that was kind of fairly wealthy. And we'd go out there and shovel snow for, for all these uh, people. Right. And so working security, um, I had a friend buy me a pair of boots um, that worked great in the snow, you know, kept yeah. my feet really warm. Um, I had brought them home and then, you know, they get left there over the summer uh, because, you know, I don't use them during the summer. And yeah. I come back uh, um, and, I, and I try to use those boots and I think I, I, I found them, you know, like I was like, oh, these are these are my boots. Right. And when I try to use them i was like these are a little smaller than i remember you know so i i I, but i use them anyway i don't really think about it i'm like yeah i'll I'll just use these i i put them on i go out shoveling snow for a whole day you know yeah and um the problem was that these were not snow boots these were rubber boots oh yeah no lining or whatever there was nothing they were actually meant for going in the water you know, oh, to keep your yeah. feet dry. Like wellies, like Wellington boots yeah. type of a deal. Okay. And I had, yeah. had gotten confused, and they're actually my sisters. So they were smaller <laughs> boots that were oh, very, terrific. That no insulation at all. So I'm going out there into the snow, and I'm just shoveling, you know, all I can with frozen feet. And I just dive back into the truck, you know, because they he would, my friend would uh, shovel, uh, plow the driveway while I sho- shoveled like the yeah the sidewalks and then i'd yeah i i would 
go out there, shovel really quick, and then uh, just jump inside the truck and warm up for a couple minutes and do it again. for It was a whole day, but I just remember that being a pretty interesting uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> story. Yeah, I mean, I remember times when um, you decide, this is living in cold weather climates from Alaska to Wisconsin to state of Washington. My mom is telling me that they're expecting five below zero on the day after I get there five below. So I'm going to be going from 86 here or whatever to five uh, below zero in Spokane. But, but um, I, I do remember in those cold weather climates, like here's what you think to yourself sometimes. Oh, I just won't take my, you fill in the blank, your gloves, your, your uh, scarf, your hat, whatever it is. I'm not going to be out there long. I just won't take that. I'll j- I'll be fine. And then, you, you know what I mean when oh, you yeah. do that? And you d- decide not to take something, and then you're just freezing to death. I mean, you're, you're like, you're, you're frozen, you know? So um, it, mom uh, says, when mom says, make sure you take your hat, make sure you take your gloves, make sure you take your boots, whatever it is, you do it. Yes, mother. You, do, yeah, you absolutely <laughs> do it. Now, you've got all kinds of different problems are different uh, things that you encounter on Guam. But uh, for those, uh, some of us who grew up in uh, those cold weather climates, those are the things you remember. One of the things that I always make note of um, on KHMG when it's uh, this time of year and you, and we're playing Christmas music is all the Christmas songs that are about winter weather and how out of place they are on Guam (laughs) And yet how much people still enjoy them. Yeah. Right. So you'll go across campus. and We've got all these Christmas lights up for Festival of Lights. And you'll go across campus and, uh, you know, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas or whatever is playing. And everybody's enjoying that. And just understanding that this means absolutely nothing to us on Guam. Literally is a dream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a dream. <laughs> and it's not a dream that's going to come true for you either, uh, at least for uh at least for the time being here on Guam, unless <laughs> climate change really is uh, as bad as they say it is, then uh, uh, we may have something different. But Christmas traditions, what we're talking about today. Now, in our second hour, I'll kind of give you an idea of what's coming up for our second hour. We'll maybe have some more stories about Christmas traditions, and we can uh, uh, also hear from you on your favorite Christmas traditions. If you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio, or just search for Harvest Family Radio on Facebook. We'd be happy to hear about your Christmas traditions. But also, we're going to be talking about idioms. That's something that Jared always does. And I found an interesting list here that says these are the most useful idioms that we currently use in the English language. Then we're going to be talking about Christmas traditions from around the world. And also, we're going to get a little spiritual in our uh, in our second hour, and we're going to be looking at the scripture and what it has to say about tra- uh, traditions and uh, whether they are positive or negative for us. Well, we're going to close out this hour and uh, prepare you for our second hour of Live Till 5, which is coming up. Uh, just a couple of minutes. Thank you so much for tuning in to Live Till 5 today. My name is Chris Harper.
Well, good afternoon. It's four minutes after four o'clock at KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. You've joined us for Live Till Five. You're hearing a bit of a different voice as your host today. My name is Chris Harper. I am the fill-in host for the program today. Jared Baldwin is off-island, enjoying, no doubt, some time with his family for Christmas. And we're enjoying some Live Till Five. Today, we're talking about Christmas traditions. And uh, just to give you an idea of what's coming up later on in this hour, we're going to be looking at some Christmas traditions from around the world. I have a, a really cool website I was able to go to that uh, uh, really just lists for you. Uh, a, I don't know. There's probably a couple of dozen countries and then gives you just a, a comprehensive list of the traditions that they enjoy in these different places. Uh, the United Kingdom, Australia, the Philippines, even a far-flung place like Madagascar, which I'm going to talk to you about a little bit later in this hour of Live Till 5. The, the uh, other places that you can listen to this broadcast are online at khmg.org, khmg.org. That's our website, and you can go to the menu on khmg.org and click listen. So if you, for some reason, are away from your radio, maybe you're out of your car or you don't have a, uh, a radio in the house, Somebody was telling me the other day, Sebastian, that uh, younger people do not have radios in their houses. Can you c- confirm or deny this? Well, younger people actually really don't even have houses. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> I true. I think they just hey, stay with their parents. That's a good point. That's a <laughs> but good point. I, yeah, I, I think generally the radio, like, just a lot of people don't li- Like, they just have, like, Spotify and stuff like that, you know, if they want right. to listen to music. And right. other than that, yeah. Yeah, this is what I was told the other day. Of course, we've always had a radio at our house, and we, and obviously people do listen in the car, and all of the numbers tell us that people still do listen to radio. But uh, I've been I've been told an increasing amount of times lately that when you say radio to people in their house uh, that are younger, and I'm not sure what the age cutoff would be, but they kind of give you a funny look like, really? So if for some reason you don't have a radio in your house and you just want to listen via your computer, you can either listen on khmg.org or you can get the TuneIn app. Or uh, people also go to TuneIn on the web and listen there. I know of several listeners that tell me they listen on TuneIn uh, on their desktop computer or their laptop computer. And uh, that's a good place to do it as well. There's a button right on the khmg.org website that'll direct you to that TuneIn page. And then after the show is over, usually within just a a couple hours of the show um, closing for the day, I have the episode posted on our Facebook page and on our SoundCloud account. And if you've subscribed to any of our podcast locations like iTunes or Google Play or just via RSS or on SoundCloud, you'll get the uh, latest broadcast of Live Till 5. And I do edit that down a bit, so I take out the breaks. And so if you do listen uh, via the podcast version, it's just a little more than an hour and a half. So you cut out uh, all of the short programs and things that we play during the broadcast. But that's all found at khmg.org. And also just as the station manager talking now, not just the host of Live Till 5, I'd love to hear what you think of khmg.org. We do a a lot of work on that site through the course of a week. 
We have hundreds of pieces of audio there. Most of it is not like Live Till Five. Most of it is uh, Bible teaching and preaching that we think will help you with your Christian life because our mission here at KHMG and at Harvest Ministries is to help people develop a heart for God. So you'll find a lot of things there. I mean, hundreds of hours of material uh, teaching from the Word of God. So uh, let me know what you think of that if you get a chance as well. We're also uh, letting you participate in our theme for today, which is Christmas Traditions. And you can leave a comment on our Facebook page about your favorite Christmas traditions. And hopefully we'll have the opportunity to mention some of those on the air. Although, I don't think anybody's gone there and done one quite yet. Did you see one yet, uh, Sebastian? Um, Actually, no, I haven't. Yeah, Honestly, I think you know some people are like, oh, my tradition's probably not that good, and they don't want it. Yeah, right. That's probably right. the idea I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. sensing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I'm going to do a tradition for Live Till 5 right now. It has nothing to do with Christmas, but it's something that Jared seems to always bring up. And we used to actually have a game. This was before your time, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. But we had a game when um, Nick Brown. Did you know Nick Brown at all? Uh, I think I crossed paths him okay. as I was coming in for the summer team. Well, uh, Nick Brown used to do what we called the idiom game. And it seems we always talk idioms on this show. And I think what uh, Jared has is he had some sort of a book that tells um, uh, idioms in alphabetical order. And then he's at a specific point in his um, idiom order right now. But what I found online was something that um, I'm, I'm going to question a little bit as we go along, especially as I read some of these. But the, what they're telling me here is these are the most useful idioms out there. Okay, so some of them are a little like quaint and cute and not that useful in regular conversation. And people may use them, but maybe others don't understand or or are not familiar with them. But these are supposed to be useful idioms. Okay, and these some of these I'm not even going to explain because you know exactly what it means. Okay, Mm -hmm. but there are some of them that we need to talk about a little more. Uh, It starts out. These are in alphabetical order, too. It starts out with a hot potato, right? So maybe maybe if I throw out a question to you, Sebastian, today, and I, uh, it's a it's a controversial topic, right? I've just handed you a hot potato, uh, yes, right? Like, hot potato. what do you think of Trump? Oh, like, hot potato. No, yeah, exactly. See, that's <laughs> not. What, I don't mean that. That's not a question that's real, but uh, you know, uh, it's a hot potato. A penny for your thoughts, of course. Uh, actions speak louder than words. Ah. That's kind of a truism as well. It's it's something that uh, that is true, but it's also an idiom that we use. Um, here's one that I, that I hear a lot, adding insult to injury. That's always one that you get like, uh, yeah, that explains itself. Um, this is one my mom would always say, okay? She would say, is that going to cost... An arm and a leg. Yes. Is it going to cost an arm and a leg? She would always say that um, and still does probably. Um, You're barking up the wrong tree. I know he's done that one recently on Live Till Five. So we don't even have to we don't even have to uh, bother with that one. Here's one that I have used and I've tried to stop myself from using. That's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. People love that one. The best thing since sliced bread. How about this? Burning the midnight oil. Yeah. 
Working late. Working yeah. late. Yeah. That's what I was here last night till midnight. I was burning the midnight oil. Um, you can't judge a book by its cover. I always question that one. Sometimes you can. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes you can judge a book by its cover. But generally speaking, you can't judge a book by its cover. I've got a long treatise on that that I will not get into <laughs> at this time because I've anyway. Uh, don't cry over spilled milk. Smilled milk. Spilled. <laughs> Spilled milk. Um, some of these are ridiculous, so I'm not going to use. How about this? This one, I've got also a long treatise on this one as well. The Devil's Advocate. Yes. Uh, I want to ask you this question, Sebastian. Yeah. What is the Devil's Advocate? You are playing the bad guy. You may not be a bad guy, but you right. are playing the bad guy. It means to present a counter argument. Yep. But here's what I always say when people do this. You, you state something, and then they say, I want to be the devil's advocate. And I say, you know what the devil's advocate is, don't you? A demon. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be a demon in this discussion, do you? Yeah, so I have, a, I have a little bit of a problem with that one when you're playing the demon in the discussion. Uh, how about this one? And I honestly, I have heard this one before. Uh, they've, they've, somebody has told me this. Don't give up your day job, right? <laughs> Let's say you sing, you play an instrument, you perform in a play you do a, any creative endeavor that you might do you want to get big with that right you want to be famous right yeah. but then they say don't quit your day job people will do it because they're like i'm gonna get famous so, right, right. i'm gonna get don't, famous don't do it don't do it billy i'm gonna do it i can <laughs> I, I just bought a ukulele right i'm gonna be good at it someday and i'll tell you what i'm gonna be a famous uke player someday but people are gonna tell me don't quit your day job. Okay, well, there's a lot more of these. I, we could go on and on. Um, hit the sack. Got to go to bed at night. You're going to hit the sack. It takes two to tango, right? This usually I heard when I, growing up when uh, we would get in a fight, right? The brothers and sisters, you'd get in a fight, and it would be like, he did this to me, and I didn't do anything. And, I, you know, you'd yeah, say yeah, all this yeah, nonsense. Yeah. And then um, somebody would say, well, it takes two to tango. It's not... You know, it's like not just you. So anyway, jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. How about that? Uh, let sleeping dogs lie. That's one that probably people don't use all that much anymore. Let sleeping dogs lie. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, I just looked that one up a while ago because I couldn't really yeah. understand completely. It means not to take what someone says too seriously. And there's probably a long etymology. Yeah. And then they one. say something really serious. You know, usually take this <laughs> right. with a grain of salt, but you are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can take this with a grain of salt, but you are really ugly or something <laughs> of that nature. Yeah. Well, actually, and that I have something on that too, because when people say no offense, but what that means is I'm getting ready to offend you. That's right. That's the tr direct <laughs> translation for that. No offense, but they just know for sure they're going to offend you. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyway. OK, so those are some uh, idioms. I felt that it was a live till five tradition yeah. to go through some idioms. Yeah, of course. You see, so in keeping with our Christmas traditions theme, ha. I thought it not only right so that we do a Christmas traditions or a, a live till five tradition yes. like idioms. Anyway, so we're going to go to a break now on live till five. This song that I'm playing for you relates to our next segment, okay? It's called Wasail 
wassail. Okay? You're going to hear this mentioned again when we're talking about Christmas traditions from around the world. So you can feel free to just take out your phone and Google it now if you'd like to. Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio, facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio, and you can leave us your Christmas tradition. What is your favorite Christmas tradition? So in a few minutes here, we're going to talk about all the Christmas traditions from around the world. And then a little bit later on, we're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about traditions, kind of the negative and the positive of it today on Live Till 5. My name is Chris Harper. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Maybe today you're uh, roasting some chestnuts on an open fire, perhaps. Maybe that's how you're spending your uh, Friday afternoon. It's 21 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're glad that you've got the radio on or you're listening via khmg.org while you're roasting your chestnuts. That is a great thing to be able to do. Well, today on the program... I'm filling in as guest host. My name is Chris Harper. Usually you hear Jared Baldwin's voice. Sebastian Basildua is here with me as well. And we've been talking Christmas traditions. Thought I might mention this because several of you have talked to me about it being a Christmas tradition for you. For this past 21 years now at KHMG uh, that we've been on the air, one of the traditions that has been developed, I'm not sure how far back it goes exactly, of that 20 years, but we've been playing all day Christmas music for you. And I've heard from a bunch of people, whether it's at church or at our Festival of Lights or uh, school parents or different people that I've run into around Harvest Ministries, hearing that one of the traditions for your family is listening to Christmas music on KHMG. So we thank you for making uh, this station part of your Christmas tradition. And one of the other things that was mentioned to me as well is that Christmas is all about, for some folks on Guam that are uh, associated in some way with Harvest, coming to all of our Christmas concerts. And they are really fantastic. For a, for a high school concert or for a school concert, these are really, really high-quality events. We're all done with those now for the season. And uh, kids at Harvest Christian Academy have gone home now for Christmas break, and they're done with school. But I know that a tradition is for many people, even, even those uh, that their kids have long since graduated from Harvest, they are still coming every year to our Christmas concert and enjoying those and participating. And it sort of uh, is what Christmas is all about for some people that, that we know. More than one person now has mentioned that to me. So Christmas traditions we're talking about on today's Take Note. I know you've been involved with music a good bit, uh, Sebastian, mm-hmm. with uh, where a place we both uh, enjoyed and came from 
Maranatha Baptist University. So you have a story about uh, your music time there? Yeah, actually, this actually goes even further back to uh, public school going to, um, I was in choir there. Yeah. Um, I was in madrigals. And, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, wear something nice when we went out and sing. We actually put on like medieval kind of, kind of clothing. Really? And we actually, yeah, it was a really cool choir group that we, that we sang in. And I remember one, every year it transitioned, it switched off between uh, singing in a castle and singing and uh, having this really nice dinner, um, a magical dinner. And where, you know, we'd have this really long table. My name was like Lord Sebastian Basildua. Wow. <laughs> it was really interesting. But, um, yeah, I just remember we played that Wassail song. And, and that was one of the songs that we sang um, during the magical dinner. And, um, you know, they had like this this boar's head or whatever. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to eat. And it was it was really, it's a really cool blast from the past memory kind of deal. And I loved it. So That's amazing, actually. Yeah. Because that's... That's not something. That's not a normal thing. I don't. I don't ever remember hearing about that. So that's yeah. that's really cool to be able to do that. Anytime there's dressing up like something, it just sort of adds something to yeah. the. Yeah, just sort of. And then the environment that you're in, like a castle or whatever. Yeah, was also, it was. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Well, um, you were also in, weren't you also in one of the music groups at uh, at Maranatha? Did you have guys ever do Christmas stuff? Yeah, we. Um, you know, I, I went when I went to Maranatha. I, I, my senior year, I applied for for being in the choir, and uh, they accepted me in the chambers choir. Yeah, so, that's um, right. Yeah, and you know, I think we sang some music during Christmas time, and yeah, I love you know Christmas yeah. music and singing it. So yeah, they also have a tradition there, and usually the last couple of years I've been seeing it just on Facebook is that they have the Christmas chapel, yeah. and they have the band come and play all these cool songs and they're like crowd favorites people love certain mm-hmm. certain songs but today on take note we're talking about christmas traditions i want to get to this thing that i mentioned earlier about christmas traditions from around the world i i wish i would have made note of this website but there is a website it doesn't it's one of those things that it doesn't have the website address on it when you print out the stories but uh, there's this terrific website and if you type in christmas traditions on google it will pop up and what it has is a just a huge selection of christmas traditions from around the world and it tells you in all these different places how they celebrate christmas and there's some things in here i've i've uh, read a lot about certain places and I've seen a lot of, I love documentaries and things, and I've seen a lot about Christmas over the years, but there's some stuff in here I had never heard of. But uh, we're going to start with one particular place that I've talked to you here about on this program, uh, just discussing with Jared Baldwin in the past. I'm a bit of an Anglophile. Do you know what that is, Sebastian? Absolutely not. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say you, you sounded so confident. I usually am pretty confident. Well, an Anglophile is someone who's interested in or uh, very fascinated by the Anglo countries of the world. We're talking about like England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, those kind of places. And I'm really interested in that. I wanted to at one point go as a missionary to England, but the Lord never worked that out. But that was like, I always felt like when I went there to England, that was like my second, you know, home on earth. But, uh, but it's not really now, but at this point, but I am into all the stuff about the United Kingdom and about Britain. 
And I wanted to read you some of the traditions that they have there. And maybe I'll just do Britain for now. And then uh, we'll talk about Australia and some of these other countries in a few minutes. But it says in the UK or Great Britain, families often celebrate Christmas together, same way we would do in on Guam or in the United States. Um, and so they can watch each other open their presents. That, of course, is a feature of many uh, families Christmas mornings. Most families do have a Christmas tree, maybe even two in their house, and uh, they're usually decorating the tree as a family. That's what we do. Our tradition is to decorate the tree on Thanksgiving. I don't know how we got this tradition. It seems a little early to me, but we got it. So whatever. Christmas trees were first popularized in the UK by Prince Albert. Now, Prince Albert was a very influential person. I don't, I'm going to, it feels like every time, every like two sentences, I'm going to stop and philosophize about uh, something in here. But Prince Albert was a very influential person in uh, the Victorian era in England. But um, uh, his wife, Queen Victoria, of course, and he was the one who first, or is credited for first bringing the Christmas tree to the UK. Holly, ivy, and mistletoe are also used in decorating. That's pretty much like we use, although mistletoe, not as much anymore. It seems like uh, a number of years ago, people would use a lot of mistletoe, but I haven't seen mistletoe in quite some time. Uh, in Alaska and Wisconsin here, I haven't seen it. So I'm not sure if that's something that's gone by the wayside or not. Most villages, towns, and cities are decorated with Christmas lights over Christmas. Our whole campus here at Harvest is, of course, decorated for our Festival of Lights, but then through the rest of the Christmas season as well. And that's what they do there. Also, um, there are particular places that seem to be more decorated or more famous for their decorations than others. And that is Oxford Street in London is one of the main areas where uh, they are famous for their Christmas lighting. Thousands of people go to watch the switch on. And that happens at the beginning of November. Again, seems a little early to me. Seems a little early, but they go to see the uh, Christmas lights switched on. Uh, also, like a lot of other countries, they have nativity plays and carol services. Lots of British churches have carols by candlelight and also candlelight services. Children believe, and this is where things start to get a little bit different. Children believe that Father Christmas, that's pretty much what they call him there. I don't hear him. I haven't heard them call him Santa Claus, mm -hmm. but they believe that Father Christmas leaves presents in stockings and pillowcases. I didn't know about the pillowcases, but no. I just hope he doesn't leave me jacks. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to roll over <laughs> and put my eye out. Uh, these are normally hung up by the fire or by the children's beds on Christmas Eve. Um, the other thing that you'll notice that they say in Britain is instead of saying Merry Christmas like we say here, they say Happy Christmas. Yeah. Different thing. Oh, yeah. They say Father Christmas and they say Happy Christmas. And uh, it says that uh, some people eat mince pies. You know what a mince pie is? I don't. <laughs> Again, a lot of confidence in the I don't. But uh, I can't explain the mince pies either. And then they also, so, th so what happens is they leave the mince pies out for Father Christmas to eat. And they also, some people also leave out brandy. But it says, then it mentions, it's quick to mention here, 
that a lot of people say, no, 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 you should not leave out alcoholic beverages for Father Christmas because, of course, he's driving a sleigh. <laughs> Hello. Wow. <laughs> Do you want him to get in a crash and be arrested for drunk driving? And it'll be ho ho hoing in the slammer on Christmas Eve. That's yes. not what we want. Uh, children write letters to Father Christmas as well. That's so, sort of similar to what we do here. But here, here's the, here's the wassailing. Here it comes. There are some customs that only take place, or were started in the UK. So they take credit for this. Wassailing is an old Anglo-Saxon custom that doesn't take place much today. And uh, so it doesn't explain what that is, but it's called wassailing, and it's a custom. Boxing Day is also a custom that was started in the UK and uh, is now taken as a holiday in many countries around the world. The thing I'm familiar with, everything seems to go back to soccer in my mind, but uh, they have Boxing Day football matches that all of the big teams play on Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas. And, of course, they call that a bank holiday in the U.K. as well. So the interesting things, I'm going to stop on this in a minute, but a couple more interesting things. In Scots, that is the Scottish dialect, they say Blythe Yule for Merry Christmas. So you can, you know, Sebastian, if you're around today, you can wish somebody a Blythe Yule. I wish you a Blythe Yule. Yeah, exactly. Sounds good. In Gaelic, the words are Nolaig Crindhail. Hmm. I probably did not get that right. <laughs> uh, in Welsh, which of course is still spoken in Wales, heavily spoken in Wales, it's not a leg la wen. Again, didn't get that right. And then Manx is spoken on the island of Man, or the Isle of Man, I should say. Oh. And it's Nalig Genel. Nalig Genel is the way to say Happy Christmas or Merry Christmas. And those are the chief secondary languages in the UK that are spoken. Uh, and that's the way you say those. Uh, mince pies and chocolates. Also, Christmas puddings are the main desserts. And there's a whole mm. list of uh, uh, foods which we won't get into. We should probably take a break and come back with a few more Christmas traditions. And then we also want to talk about what the scripture says about traditions and uh, the positives and negatives of traditions. Well, thank you for listening to Live Till 5 today. We're going to take a break. When we come back, some more about Christmas traditions. You can always go to facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio, facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio. Let us know what your Christmas traditions are, and maybe we'll discuss those on the air as well. Stay with us on Live Till 5. Starting off this uh, this segment in the second hour of Live Till 5, Jingle Bells. 
I'd say a traditional song. Yes. Wouldn't you? Very traditional. So on um, KHMG, throughout the day, we're playing some great songs for you. They are traditional favorites, of course. We have a lot of sacred songs. Probably the sacred songs are the, the majority of the songs we play. And then there are also kind of a mix of traditional and sacred in our instrumental format. And uh, instrumentals are not really something we play very often during the rest of the year on KHMG. So it's kind of Christmas time exclusive. But uh, I know a lot of people have the tradition of listening to our Christmas music. A lot of people have told me that over the course of the last year and a half. Um, And I'm not sure when. I actually tried to find out at one point uh, when the tradition of Christmas music started. I think it was within the last 10 or 12 years here at KHMG. But uh, it's something that uh, some other stations do now as well on Guam. But uh, from what I hear, we were the first or one of the first on Guam airing all day Christmas music. And we've been doing that even through the day today. There are other ways to listen to Live Till 5. You can go to our website, khmg.org, khmg.org. And actually, you can uh, view our entire uh, archive of Live Till 5 shows. And I shouldn't say our entire archive. It's about the last 50 shows of Live Till 5, 50 weeks, uh, probably about a year of uh, programs on Live Till 5 at khmg.org slash LTF, khmg.org forward slash LTF. Now, uh, Christmas traditions are theme for the day. Uh, Sebastian, what about in, uh, in Illinois? Are there specifically Illinois or Chicago area traditions that you know of? Because I have a couple from Washington State that might be unique to Washington, or at least it's something that definitely happens a lot there. You know what? Um, a really great tradition is everyone getting their warm clothes on and going outside and shoveling the snow off and uh, <laughs> uh, wiping oh, away yeah. the snow on your car yeah. so that you can go to your pa- grandparents, you know? And uh, yeah. I mean, that's the best I can think of, like that. It's widespread like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, um, in in the state of Washington, People go because they're they're natural to the state are all these Christmas trees or they're trees that are traditionally thought of as Christmas Mm -hmm. trees. So what people do now, I have never done this, but I had so many friends who would do this is you go out and get your own Christmas tree. And and the thing about in Washington that's different um, than other places is that you can just go somewhere, you know, that that you have the have the right to you don't want to illegally do this but there are places you can just go where it's totally free you just find out where you can cut down a tree and you just go find one and cut it down so it doesn't cost you a thing you just go do it um and so i know people do that and there are some great trees that are just natural to the area at least where i lived in spokane um that you could go cut down yourself so that's what i think of as maybe a a more Washington tradition, but I didn't know if there was some from <laughs> Illinois or not. Yeah. Snow, you're pretty much zoned in on the snow right there. Yep. But yeah. And I don't know if there are, um, I, I tried to read a little bit on Guam traditions, but actually some of the websites I looked at, they sounded frankly a little sketchy. I wasn't sure yeah. if they were real Guam traditions. So if you have a, a like a Guam tradition, 
that's like specific to Guam, you can still let us know. We've got about 20 minutes left in the show. Let's go to KHM. No, not KHMG.org. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Harvest Family Radio and leave a comment there. Okay, a few other countries that have traditions that are interesting. I think I might skip Australia or leave it till the end. I think I mentioned it earlier. But uh, these are Christmas traditions from the Philippines, okay? Now, there's a lot of Filipinos on Guam, and uh, I know a bunch of Filipinos, and uh, I know they have great traditions for Christmas. If there's something in this that's not quite accurate, make sure you let us know over at Facebook because you never know. It's on the Internet. How do we know it's true? Um, you can check it the best you can. Usually you want to get an actual person checking it for you. People in the Philippines, it says here, like to celebrate Christmas for as long as possible. And this, I've been told, is true. The playing of Christmas carols in shops can start as early as September. Yeah. September. <laughs> I mean, come on. That really is too early for me. But apparently this is what happens. The formal Christmas celebrations, though, in the Philippines start on the 16th of December. And that's when people start going to pre-dawn masses. Now, you probably know that uh, a lot of the Philippines is Catholic, and so that seems to be the time where people go to the early masses. And the last mass of the Christmas season is on Christmas Day, and then the first Sunday of January is what they call Epiphany, or the Feast of the Three Kings. So that's apparently a thing that happens quite a lot in the Philippines. Christmas customs in the Philippines seem to be a mixture of Western and Native Filipino traditions uh, because Christianity became widely known in the Philippines in the 1500s when missionaries from country like, countries like Portugal and Spain traveled to the area. So folks in the Philippines uh, know about Santa Claus. They know about Christmas trees or use these in their celebrations, Christmas cards, Christmas carols, and they do a lot of the same carols that uh, we have in Western countries as well. Uh, they also have their own Christmas traditions that are specific to the Philippines, such as parole. Hmm. I have absolutely no idea if I am pronouncing that correctly, but <laughs> someone can correct me on Facebook if they'd like to, but it seems to be parole. It is a bamboo pole or frame with a lighted star lantern at the top. It's traditionally made from bamboo strips and colored Japanese paper or cellophane paper and represents the star that guided the wise men. So this is cool. This is something I, if I've seen it, I'm, I don't remember seeing it. Yeah. Um, it is most popular. Um, it's the most popular Christmas decoration in the Philippines. Now, I have to actually correct myself because I think this is what I saw in the mall a couple of weeks ago at the Aganya shopping center they had um uh a bunch of these stars all around the outside of the kind of the um the central area in the aganya shopping center so i think that might be what i saw there um because i think it said something about the filipino something so uh you can correct me on that too but you can go to uh facebook to correct me on that if you'd like uh, Christmas Eve, very important in the Philippines. Many people stay awake all night into Christmas Day. And during Christmas Eve, in the evening, Christians go to church and hear the, the last Simbangabi, is what it's called, or the Christmas Eve Mass. And then this is followed by 
a midnight feast. That sounds cool. Yeah. I'm ready for that. It's called Nochi Buena. Nochi Buena. So that's something that happens also in the Philippines. Uh, one other thing I would mention here is that during that Nochi Buena, there is a big open house celebration with family, friends, and neighbors dropping in to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Most households would have several dishes laid out that would normally include, here you go, roasted pig, ham, fruit salad, rice cakes, bebinka, and puto bumbong are traditional Christmas foods. Again, if you're, if you're Filipino and I'm butchering this, let me know because I'm, I'm easily corrected. And other sweets with steamed rice and many different types of drinks. But that's uh, what uh, is listed for the Christmas traditions uh, in the Philippines. Have you thought of any uh, from your area, Sebastian, or is it, it just the snow? That's no, all just, you got for just me. Just the snow. Just the <laughs> snow. All right. Well, uh, I will mention another place here where they have some Christmas traditions listed. And I wanted to get, um, I, I got the UK, which is uh, an English-speaking country. And then I also got um, Australia. And we didn't read Australia. But I also got the Philippines. And that's closer to home here in Guam. But then I wanted to get a far-flung place that we don't often think of and look at some of the Christmas traditions there. And the one I pulled up was Madagascar. Yeah. You may not even know where Madagascar is. It is an island off the east coast of Africa. It's very warm during Christmas time, not unlike Guam, I'm sure. Even though it is hot, common decorations include holly, robins, which they don't have there, and snow. So they decorate with a snow theme, even though this is a very hot, warm climate during Christmas. Most people go to church on Christmas Eve in Madagascar. The services start about 5 p.m. and then last until after midnight. How about that? Wow. You wouldn't ask a, uh, an American Christian to go to church until midnight. <laughs> but uh, that's what they do in Madagascar. Different groups in the church, especially children, perform songs and plays celebrating the birth of Jesus. That's not unlike most Western countries. People also go to church on Christmas Day as well. And then after the Christmas Eve or Christmas Day service, churches give out sweets or biscuits to folks in the church. I could take a biscuit after church. Mm. That's not a bad idea. I'm for it. Let's start that one up. That's a good idea. Now, one of the other things that it listed here was uh, some Christmas carols in the Madagascar language. I don't, I don't even know how to say the, the language. <laughs> but uh, one, one that's listed here, and I thought this was just interesting. It says, Samba Samba. Zanahari. That's the name of the song. Samba Samba Zanahari. Which means it's a big opportunity, Lord, that you send your only son to save us from sin. Yeah. That's a cool, that's a cool English translation. It's a big opportunity, Lord, that you send your only son to save us from sin. Yeah. So there's there's a lot more about uh, Madagascar. It says that uh, on Christmas Day, people, um, even strangers, will greet each other by saying Arahaba Tratri Ni Noeli, which means Merry Christmas. 
and then uh, the Malagasy families like to eat Christmas dinner together in large groups and dress up in their very best clothes. And then the meal is normally chicken or pork with rice, followed by a special cake. That's in Madagascar, one of the far-flung places of the world, and uh, some Christmas traditions. Well, we want to transition into some scriptural thoughts about tradition here at the end of the program. Did you have a story for us on uh, uh, yeah. these lines, uh, Sebastian? Go ahead. Uh, with just that. kind of a little, uh, you know, kind of dealing with family and some uh, spiritual application, but uh, just uh, growing up, you know, Christmas is all about, you know, kind of getting the family together and all that. And uh, for me, you know, I, I I love my family and uh, my mom and dad, uh, but. You know, unfortunately, they didn't. They weren't able to stay together um, for most of my life. It was only, you know, they kind of split at when I was five. But my dad was a truck driver, and he would um, he would try to make his way up to to where I lived in Illinois. Because my mom, you know, we we lived in Illinois, and he lived in Texas. Right. And uh, because he was a truck driver, he tried to make it up to uh, near uh, Chicago area to see us. Yeah. So I just remember uh, on a couple different occasions, you know, just waiting, uh, waiting. We we'd, we would get to the spot where we'd meet our dad. We'd wait there, uh, just keep waiting and waiting. And I just remember every single car that passed by. It's like, oh, is that him? Oh no, it's not him. It's like, oh, is that him? Oh no, it's, yeah. it's not him. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm constantly waiting, but but you know, eventually, you know, he did show up and. And uh, I just remember that feeling of just, uh, you know, it's a feeling of reunion. You know, you're so happy to see him. And, yep. you know, this this would happen on, you know, Christmas time. You know, it's happened maybe a handful amount of times. But it just reminds me of, of looking uh, to Christ and his return. It's a similar kind of parallel. You yep. know, you're waiting for Christ's return. Uh, just be patient on him. And, uh, um, yeah, you're gonna, there's going to be a feeling once he returns that is not able to be mimicked. Yeah. yeah. And there's going to be some tribulation in between, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be things that go wrong and things that happen. But uh, Christ's return is eminent and it's something we need to be looking to. Yeah. So we yeah. are going to transition to spiritual things uh, as well. Did you have more to say, Sebastian? No, no that's it. Um, we're going to transition to some spiritual things after this particular break. And we'll be right back here on Live Till Five talking Christmas traditions. We're trying to bring you some tidings of comfort and joy during Live Till 5 today. This is KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. My name is Chris Harper. Sebastian Basildua is with me. I'm here. He's here. (laughs) And we wanted to transition now to uh, something a little bit more spiritual. And I wanted to take you to a passage of scripture that I thought of immediately. Pastor Heron actually was in here with us a couple days ago, 
And we were talking about, ah, I don't know what I'm going to do for Live Till 5 because I'm filling in as the host. Usually Jared Baldwin is in here taking care of Live Till 5, and I just help out where I can. You know what? I didn't do the news today either. Forgot all about that. Um, but uh, in the course of talking about that, Pastor Heron just men- mentioned to me, you know what you ought to talk about is Christmas traditions. And one of the reasons he mentioned that is because uh, the difference between tradition— in the scriptural sense, and the difference between real Christianity. And so what came to my mind immediately was a passage in Colossians 2. Now, this passage in Colossians 2 may be familiar to you, and it may be familiar for uh, sort of different reasons than what we're going to talk about on today's Live Till 5, but uh, I want us to look at this passage of Scripture and kind of get an idea of what the difference is between real Christianity coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, like actual relationship with God, and the difference between religion, which is often based on simple tradition, things that people have passed down uh, over the years, and they're the things like we talked about today on Live Till 5, Christmas traditions. So, Take you to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. It says, As ye therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now, of course, what we're talking about here is real salvation, coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ, not just some sort of understanding that he is the Savior and that he exists, not, not what we would call intellectual assent to Christ, meaning Oh yeah, I, I believe Jesus exists. I, I believe he's there. I, I believe he's he's uh, yeah. He was probably a good teacher. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about falling upon him with the full weight of your trust and your faith, and for your salvation and trusting in him alone. That's also a, a difference between a lot of religious activities and real Christianity, trusting in Christ alone. So it says, as you have received Christ, uh, come into that actual relationship, so walk ye in him. Now you got to live like it. Now you got to live like uh, you've trusted Christ. And then in Colossians 2, 7, it says, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as though as ye have been taught, abounding therein with Thanksgiving. I love these words because they form a base. Um, We are always more comfortable as people when we have a solid foundation in our lives. And that's what it's talking about here. Rooted and built up in him. Not in your own opinions, not in your own thoughts, not in the thoughts of whatever religious entity you happen to belong to, but actually in him. Established in the faith, as ye have been taught, that is taught in the word of God, that uh, those words in black ink on white paper that are God-breathed, the actual word of God, abounding therein, and then it says with thanksgiving. And now here's where we get to tradition. Colossians 2.8, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. 
This is where the rubber meets the road on this particular topic. When it says the word tradition, the definition in the Greek language means something that is given in writing or by mouth, tradition by instruction. And you notice on this word tradition, it adds a modifier and says the tradition of men, not the tradition of God, not something that comes directly from him, not that God-breathed word, that God-breathed text, that which First Peter says is a more sure word of prophecy, the Bible, but that comes from men. That's a, that's a, a topic that we could talk about a lot, especially on Guam, living after the traditions of men and not after the word of God. For in him, it says, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This is in Christ. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Christ is God. And we're to be walking after Christ, not after the traditions of men, not after things that have been passed down. You say, well, they've been passed down for all these years. How could they be wrong? Well, it depends on what God says, whether they are right or whether they are wrong. And we make our basis of faith the Word of God, because it says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Well, that's really it for today's Take Note. Thank you very much for listening. Glad you could be here with us. Glad you could be here also. Thank you. Sebastian, thanks for sticking with me through the end here. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Now, next week, we will be airing a rebroadcast of Live Till 5 because a lot of us will be with our families spending some time. So uh, we'll see you the next time we're live, which should be the 30th of December on Live Till 5.